Welcome everyone to the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast at Easter Lutheran Church. You get to hear the pastors talking about the upcoming preaching text, and it's a lot of fun. Hey! Yes, it is. Yes, this is true. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I'm Pastor Megan, and I'm here with Pastor Kevin. Hey, Pastor Eric. Whoa! Oh. The gang's hey. all here. The party has started. Hooray. Yes. Um, as always, friends, uh, we have been talking about the text for a while before we hit record. And we get about a good way through it before I think, oh, I wish you all could have heard this. Yeah, exactly. uh, but hey, you get way to funnier. This. Oh, it's so this much funnier. Was, was way funnier. Oh, you wouldn't this, believe. We're settling for this and it will be good. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be okay. Well, it'll be fine. It'll be good. They let yeah. me out of the truck this week, so that's good. So. <laughs> You're here now. This week. You're right. ready for this. That's and right. uh, folks, we are on week two of a sermon series through faith for faith, talking all about the book of Romans. And wow, there is a lot to talk about in the book mm-hmm. of Romans. Uh, Pastor Eric, you got to start it off this I past did. Sunday. Um, just because Romans is effectively one long run on sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you give us a little bit of setup from from what you talked about this past Sunday? Yeah, Yeah. so we started and I tried to really set the stage with Mm. how instrumental Romans 117, even just 16 and 17, even one or two verses, how instrumental they were in the Protestant Reformation, which has had an impact on our entire civilization, really. Um, And particularly, it's called Martin Luther's Gateway. And it really had to do with his own personal struggles as a monk, uh, as a Christian trying to be righteous before God. You know, the word righteous, righteousness comes up throughout this book. And uh, finally, after much study, prayer, and really, frankly, ultimately the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. uh, Luther realized he was misunderstanding the word righteous and righteousness and that it was not something we strive for or something that we accomplish as humans. And that was the hiccup. Was he? It was his sin that kept getting in the way, even though he was living a monastic lifestyle and still felt on, like he couldn't get the righteousness. And then he realized that it's actually God's righteousness given to you, imputed righteousness. It's a gift. And it's not something we do, but that's the good news of the gospel is that God has done this for us. So that's pretty much what I think we laid out last week. It's just the setup, (laughs) just the gospel in a nutshell. It's fine. I mean, just think about yeah. that. I mean, just think about right. that. You're you're in a monastery, yeah. right? You're trying. Yeah. You, they, they have all the rules. You're, you're following all the rules, and you're still like, no, I'm still not not good enough, not doing it. I mean, how Prayer disappointing. And confession and yeah. worship all day. Literally up. getting up in the middle of the night yeah. nope. to pray. I already do that, but that's just because my kids wake oh, me up. But that's, that's a, not a because. different problem, that's Pastor a, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but it's it's true like if and i think that kind of makes the case all on its own Mm -hmm. right if someone like luther um who you know i think we can argue was was doing everything Mm -hmm. right insofar as someone can do anything right and he still had this vast awareness of his constant Mm -hmm. falling short Mm -hmm. um the the math is wrong right yeah, it's, it's lack not... of trust. Yeah. Was, you know, not even just that he was still doing bad things. Right. But it was deeper than that. Yeah. It's, it's the truth that if we all could, and sometimes we do realize and we face that there's something deeply 
uh, broken mm-hmm. in humans, and it, it comes with lack of trust. It comes with rebellion, yeah. and not and sin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And this awareness that, you know, we hear about a, a God who loves us and chooses us, but we also hear about a God who, you know, hates sin and hates injustice. Well, how do you reconcile those things? Like, where where do you fix that? And so for Luther, uh, Romans became a real uh, turning point for him, being able to hear those words. Um, and as I have mentioned in the past, in spite of that, Paul and I still fight sometimes. So if you hear me <laughs> being sassy to Paul, it's not like I'm not being intentionally sacrilegious. I'm just, I'm working through my own issues. It's This is about me, not him, really. Um, sometimes it's about him. <laughs> but this week, we are flashing forward just a teeny little bit. We're going from chapter one to chapter three. And in fact, the, the first words of this reading are, but now, so you can tell that Paul's been talking for a while. Like this is a, this he started someplace else to get here. But I think this here, is a really uh, is a really key turning point for the book of Romans and something worth spending a little time on. And so, our reading this week is Romans three verses twenty one through twenty eight, which sounds short, but holy cow, there are words. Um, and Pastor Kevin, would you do us the honor of letting us hear those words? Absolutely, absolutely. I wonder too that as we as we listen to God's word, if there's a word or phrase that stands out to you as yes. you listen, um, just to jot it down or just to pay attention to it because that very way, very well could be um, God trying to get a hold of you about mm. something. So here's uh, Paul's letter. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been disclosed and is attested by the law and the prophets. The righteousness of God through the faith of Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are now justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a sacrifice of atonement by his blood, effective through faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over the sins previously committed. It was to demonstrate at the present time his own righteousness so that he is righteous and he justifies the one who has the faith of Jesus. Then what becomes of boasting? It is excluded. Through what kind of law? That of works? No, rather through the law of faith. For we hold that a person is justified by faith apart from works prescribed by the law. Who I've been on a journey. Mm-hmm. And it took about, there was what, three periods was in that whole like passage? To Wapo and back or yeah, something right? like that. That's, so, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just want to reiterate where it lands, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's, let's, just, let's just hold verse 28 for a minute. We hold that a person is justified by faith apart from works prescribed by the law. And I mean, this is like, this is the gospel for Luther, right? Mm-hmm. Like right. this is the thing that, that sets him free and by extension yes. us, right? That, that freedom. reminds, That's yes. Important word here. Yes. Freedom. So, okay, wherever we go from here on, that's where we're landing. <laughs> All right. This 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 promise that it is through faith and and not for any one person or any one kind of person, but for but for all people. Mm-hmm. So okay, 
folks, if you need to just stop the podcast now, you can. But if you'd like, if you got a few more minutes, if you're halfway through your walk and still need to get home, hang with us. Yeah. Um, Pastor Kevin, you invited us to um, to listen to what kind of stood out for you or what what popped out at you as you were reading it. Was there anything for you that really, really kind of made you want to pause? Yeah, I I think the the thing that always jumps out when I hear all of these words is that I I don't know I just have this memory right maybe you have the memory too of like for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God right like that's a that's just kind of this blanket statement but I think it's um, it's some radical honesty that maybe we've all needed yeah. given um, it's the that it's so often when we do the confession and forgiveness during worship or have a moment of of that experience. Um, that we use I language, right? This is about me. This is about my sin. This is about my own personal thing. But the power of doing confession and forgiveness together, right, is that we recognize that we all share in that. And we share in the sin, but we also share in the promise, which we'll talk about, I know, too. But it's just striking as we think about um, for all have sinned. That, that's, a, that's a thing that we say not just ourselves, but as a community. And there's lots of places that we need to say that today. And I think we're finally, hopefully, getting to a more honest place about that uh, in all of the reckonings of justice issues that we're coming across mm. in our community, um, but also in our lives, too, to say that we, um, we share in, uh, in that brokenness. We share in that sin. Uh, but that's not the last word. Right. Amen. That's not yeah. the last word. Right. Well, and that's it, when we look to digging into, you know, what Paul is saying right here, um, he is talking about that, um, you know, if it goes on, especially you hear more like, you know, who for whom is this work done? Is it just for the Jews, just for the chosen people, just for the ones who have, you know, definitely been indeed the ones who have carried the word of the law and the prophets through generations and generations? Um He's saying yes and also no, not only for you, but for all. So this sense that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, well, that that's universally applied. So even those of you who would be inclined to say, but hold on, God chose us. Like we obviously are without fault. Paul says, it's not that you're without fault. You, we wouldn't have gotten here without the faithfulness of this chosen people that, that through whom God has continued to work. But um, that doesn't mean you're perfect it's the status of humanity is that that lack of perfection i mean i think so often especially in issues of of justice we're so inclined to say well i i i haven't done anything wrong i'm a good person you know i'm a good person i wouldn't do that well nobody said you were or weren't a good person they just said that this this hurt people this this Mm -hmm error was made this this wrong needs to be righted Mm -hmm. um I appreciate that Paul is moving us away from good people and bad people and saying, look, we just, yeah. we all fall short. Human That's what condition. we do. The human mm-hmm. condition. Mm-hmm. You know, Luther said the only thing that we bring to salvation is our sin. That's Ooh. true of everybody. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I have Band-Aids. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I fix the can I fix things? I think, I think Tape? that's the, perhaps the argument <laughs> that sure. Paul is making is that, uh, that really nice, uh, superhero band-aid that you got in your pocket <laughs> ain't quite gonna take you that extra mile my friend mm. um oh that is big stuff pastor eric what do you what do you hear in this passage what's sticking out for you well i mean when kevin was talking what was really sticking out to me uh, you know 
talking about that particular passage is that it's good news. You know, again, we've brought this up several times in the past podcasts about law and gospel. That's how the, the Bible works. It's both law and gospel. And when you say that, on the one hand, it feels like law that you have sinned. And, the, and keep sinning no matter how hard yeah. you try. <laughs> and that's it's a truth that we don't want to face. But at the same time, there's some gospel there, and it leads to the gospel because we know that Christ came to die for sinners. So that's actually good. There's good news there, too. Right. You're a sinner, and Christ died for you yeah. because yeah. you're a sinner. You didn't need, that's the whole point. You didn't need to reach righteousness mm-hmm. to receive yeah. righteousness. Don't Yeah, don't let that... Uh, hang out there in front of you like you're pursuing righteousness or that you're fooling God into thinking that, oh, I've done these good things <laughs> and I wasn't part of any of these other bad things that happened, but that's, we're all we're yes. broken. We live in a fallen world. Pretend that we can fool God. Oh my goodness, that is going to stick with me because isn't that kind of what we keep trying to do? No, 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 no. Look how good of a person I am. Look how much really? I I've got this all. Well, who do you think you're fooling, only my ourselves. friend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, the thing. yeah, you're the only one buying that yeah. lie. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Oh I, my gosh. I often say, just ask my family. They'll tell you the truth about me. You know? Yeah, sure. I can't fool anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pastor Kevin, I couldn't help but notice that in 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 your translation, uh, there are some key places where my translation says things like through faith in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and yours says the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, Boy, oh boy. For instance, in, in, in verse 22, folks, if you're following along, that's one example of a place like that. I want you to know, Pastor Kevin did not misspeak. He does not have a bad translation. <laughs> this passage, this chunk of text, um, is is famously hard to get at the root of translating. There are whole entire words in this that don't really appear other places too consistently. So we have a hard time trying to figure out what on earth it is that Paul is saying. And too many times, as is the case with translators, and so I cannot be mad at them, um, they have taken their own tradition and bias and imposed it into the way that they translate the text. And I could be mad at that, or I could say, what are you going to do? It's ancient Greek unless you're going to try and teach whole generations and cultures and, and, and groups of people how to read that. Um, at some point, you have to make sense of it in some way. So I just want you to know, if yours says, like mine does, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for verse 22, or says the righteousness of God through the faith of Jesus Christ for all who believe, um, which translation is correct? The answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you'll hear me go on about uh, what I have decided is a bad translation. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that is my opinion that I am bringing to the of text. Course. Doesn't mean it's wrong because I'm never wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it does mean you have to be open about your biases. It does. You do have to be honest about what you're bringing. To that point, yeah. one thing that keeps hanging me up, friends, So verse 25, this passage that that in my translation reads, whom God put, Jesus Christ, whom God put forward as a sacrifice of atonement by his blood, effective through faith. Because I'm, I like, I just don't know what's going on there, right? I don't know what Paul is saying. Um, And so I don't read Greek well, but I have an app that does. And this, um, 
this phrase, a sacrifice of atonement. If you've ever heard the phrase mercy seat, like if you've ever sang an old gospel hymn that had that, this is that word. This is the mercy seat. And it is in particular, the suspicion is, Paul is trying to call people back to what the mercy seat is, which is basically the lid of the Ark of the Covenant. Um, so this is like the place where the the unreachable holiness of God meets the the day-to-day life of humanity, right? Like the only way you could approach the mercy seat was if there was so much incense burning that the cloud was so thick that you literally could not see like the the lid of the ark. Like that was, that's how that's this like thin place of holiness, right? And so depending on how you want to read this, depending on what you're you're trying to think about what Paul might be saying here. He's saying something to the effect that in Jesus Christ, like the the, the holy, unreachable righteousness of God uh, comes into contact with the fullness of humanity, even to death, uh, effective through faith. So it, there is this kind of hearkening back to the ancient tradition in that use of that word. There is this reminder that, that throughout history, God has chosen ways for people to kind of kind of release their sin, right? There are ways to make atonement. There are ways to make sacrifice. So God has recognized that this is something that humans need, you know, at all different times. And so Paul is trying to call people back to to some of that. And then as the sentence continues, right, he did this to show his righteousness, right? This God is doing this, to your point, Pastor Eric, that that God is always the, the noun, the verbs all belong to God, yeah. right? Um, so this is God's action to show God's righteousness. So I still don't know how I feel about that verse, but I feel like <laughs> I feel a teeny bit better in this kind of sense of this reminder all over and over and over again that the righteousness is, is God's like possessive. That, that God has righteousness and, and God acts in righteousness for our sake. Um, so, so okay. God is the righteous one. God is the righteous one singular, hmm. right? I also think it's worth reminding ourselves that, um, you know, when we think about Jesus, when we think about the Trinity in particular, they are not separate entities. They are they are all God, right? So yeah. if we talk about a God who sends Jesus to the cross, we're talking about a, a God who chooses death all on god's own right like Mm -hmm. this is god's action this is god's choice for our sake so i just want to be careful right so i want to be careful about any like oh god was so angry and mean that that god Mm -hmm. sent jesus to die because otherwise god was going to kill all of us i'm like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that feels weird to me and there is a need for atonement something god has always recognized and always enacted and in this moment it is it is god who chooses to be the atonement for our sake, right? So this isn't um, mean God sending nice Jesus to die. This is God mm-hmm. choosing this for our sake, mm-hmm. unrighteous though we may be. I feel like I just said a sentence as long as Paul. <laughs> we were going to wait to just let you catch your breath <laughs> and then applaud you with a giant applaud. But truly Woo! though, that's, that's the thing that, that I went with when hearing that again was you're, what I hear you saying, Pastor Megan, is that God's character is on full display here too, right? Yeah, and like the character of God that we have maybe associated with God in the past, right? Maybe isn't doesn't actually stand up to biblical <laughs> character. The biblical character here is a God that says, I'm going to come as close as 
your own skin, right? I'm going to come to the mercy seat. I'm going to come to the top of the Ark of the Covenant, right? And now the Ark of the Covenant isn't needed because Jesus, who is Emmanuel, right? That's God with us. Yes. And that's really good news. So, I mean, I, I appreciate that because I feel like that's, you're saying pay attention to how the Bible tells us about the character of God and make sure it's biblical because the biblical God is actually a God who chooses love and chooses this way, even death on a cross as a demonstration of God's choice for love this way. And, and for whom has God made that choice, Mm -hmm. right? Like who, who does God make this choice for? Mm -hmm. Um, well, right. All have fallen short, right? All are sinners, um, for all, of us, right? It's and I, you. It's you. If you can hear our voice. It's, it's you. For you. And not just one kind <laughs> of it's for you, right? Like not just you listening to the podcast, but even you who yes, don't listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. right? Like this. It's for your neighbors. Mm-hmm. It's for all, right? Like this. It's profound. for Reina, who's also in the office. <laughs> Hi, Reina. <laughs> <laughs> it's for her. It's for her too, and right. for you, and for you, for yep. the very expanse of you, like that's yes. and that's kind of the Y'all. what is Paul trying to do here? He's he's trying to do a lot of things, which is why he and I fight. But one of the things he's trying to do is also, in particular, to say to this audience in the church in Rome, whether you are Jew, whether you are Gentile, whether you had to deny your faith for a minute, whether you stayed fast through persecution, I don't care, and neither does God. Mm-hmm. This is for all. Um, so, okay, like I, I won't, I won't argue with him too hard on that front. Beautiful. Pastor Kevin, I realize we are close to the end here, but you found a cool translation of those verses that I was, um, arguing with. And I just, I just kind of want people to hear that. Yeah. The, so I, and I walked into the office, I had ordered one of these for myself and then walked into the office and our Rhonda and our teammates had already even had a few cups. Like, oh, well, that's awesome. I had not heard of this. It's called the First Nations Version, an indigenous translation of the New Testament. And I just commend it to anybody because at some level, you, it's good to be able to hear some different translations. So this is coming from an indigenous Christian community of translators, right? Um, and so this is verse 25. The Great Spirit sent Jesus to show through him the full meaning and purpose, the full meaning and purpose of the ancient mercy seat ceremony where our broken ways are washed clean when we trust in what the shedding of his lifeblood has accomplished. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I kind of like that good. translation better, <laughs> right? And this is why it's beautiful to be able to read a variety of translations, especially from a variety of perspectives, cultures, educations, backgrounds. It's, um, it's so worth it. Mm-hmm friends um hey but we we can't talk about any more translations right now because uh we gotta let you all go you're at the end of your walk or you finished your chore or whatever it is so we gotta close it up so i just get the opportunity to remind you that this is uh the podcast at easter lutheran church where our mission is to grow in faith and carry carry on on the work of jesus christ thanks everyone Hey.